This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. The Buck Sexton Show. We're joined now by our friend John. I mean, sorry, we're joined now by our friend John Schindler. He is formerly of the NSA. He's currently the columnist for the New York Observer. Read his latest at Observer.com. He follows this issue very closely. John, thank you for joining us. Sorry about the tech issues. Great to have you. As always, Happy New Year. Same to you, Buck. All right. Uh, I assume you saw the Hannity interview last night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, I have that. people that I know who are who are good, smart conservatives, not in media, just, you know, people, normal, normal, normal people with, yeah. real, with real jobs normal people. Uh, who, normal. who are emailing me and they're saying, but why? Yeah, Assange is slimy and he's gross. But how do you know he's lying this time? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll just ask Schindler to come on. He could tell you why he's lying this time. <laughs> so you, 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 you well, go. You tell. Yeah, look, look, Assange lies about everything. This is an accused rapist. He's on the lam. He's not remotely credible. He used to have a show on RT. He, he transmits naked Russian propaganda unfiltered. As for this exact interview, which I'm, you know, I, I don't think Sean Hannity you know, is looking real good in this. He's turning into the, the Mariah Carey of the uh, conservative uh, news sphere with this one, in my opinion. Uh, you know, giving Assange a license to put out lies without without questioning them. But let's get to the facts. The facts are what happened with Democratic emails is not in question. This has been established by the U.S. government, numerous outside experts. These were longtime hacking uh, fronts associated with the Kremlin, with Russian military intelligence or GRU. They were not subtle. They wanted us to know this. They could have done it a lot more subtly. They wanted us to know, and we do know. Look at what Assange says. He, in a very lawyerly way, uh, he has lawyers on call. Said, said it wasn't the Russians or a state entity. Oh, okay, well, no one's suggesting a, a guy in a GRU uniform showed up at the Ecuadorian embassy in London and gave him yeah. these emails. He, he's the, the, the loophole he leaves himself with that statement, and he's very precise, is enormous, yeah. which is, yeah, it was through yeah. a cutout, which we all thought anyway. It was through a cutout, of course. And anyone who's remotely acquainted with espionage understands what he's doing here. He can say, well, it wasn't the Russians. Right, it was some guy working for the Russians who wasn't actually Russian. That's normal in these sorts of sorts of situations. So I, I would pay no attention to what Assange says whatsoever. He needs to cover himself well. He's already probably facing a lot of federal U.S. charges under sealed indictment from his involvement in the Snowden affair. This would add a whole lot more. Uh, he's probably already going to wind up dying in Supermax at some point anyway, frankly. Um, you know, why make it even longer? You really think so? You, you think yeah, he's going to yeah, serve I time mean, for all this stuff? Absolutely. He, he cannot dodge this forever. And the minute he gets out of that embassy, the U.S. government is going to apply massive pressure on Britain, with whom we have an extradition treaty. And by the way, he well could be facing charges in Britain as well, because what he's done is very much harm British national security. Um, Yeah, and the Brits, people don't know this, but the Brits with their national security, and I know you know this, John, uh, their Official Secrets Act is some scary stuff. Yeah, I mean, the the standard of evidence they, they require to convict someone in Britain is far lower than the United States. And maybe he won't go to Supermax, but Julian's going to jail somewhere, and I don't mean some nice Swedish tennis prison jail. Uh, I, I mean a real one in, in a Western country that he's harmed. It's just a question of time. The Ecuadorians won't keep him forever, uh, and it's going to end badly for him. So I understand he doesn't want to implicate himself in more international crimes, 
But the fact that anyone would take this seriously, I, I can't explain it except willful disbelief. And that the Trump campaign has jumped on this and said, hey, listen to Julian um, is, beyond, is just bizarre beyond words. I mean, I understand. John, can we, keep, can we keep you through a break here yeah. and, and finish this up on the sure. other side? Do you have a few minutes? Uh, all right, Absolutely. guys, we got John Schindler uh, at 20 Committee on Twitter. He's at the New York Observer. Go to Observer.com for his latest, but also follow him on Twitter if you want to know what he's up to because he's a prolific tweeter. Uh, John, uh, we'll be right back. Team, stay with me. Buck Sexton. Dispensing the truth. On the Blaze Radio Network. All right, team, we're back. We've got our friend John Schindler at 20 Committee on Twitter. Columnist for the New York, New York Observer. Read his latest on Observer.com. John, I wanted you to respond to what uh, Assange had to say about how easy it was to hack Podesta. Play clip two, please. We published the, uh, several Podesta emails, which shows uh, Podesta uh, responding to a phishing email. Now, how did they respond? Uh, Podesta gave out. Uh, that his password was the word password. Mm. Uh, his uh, own staff said, this email that you've received, uh, this is totally legitimate. So, so this is something a 14-year-old kid, a 14-year-old kid uh, could have hacked uh, based on that. that way. Now, John, fair to say, true perhaps, but we've got a lot of information about who actually hacked, right? Of course, we know who it really was. It was uh, Russian military intelligence. And look, Julian's just a pasty-faced computer geek who's been trapped in an embassy for years with time on his hands. Yes, of course, Podesta and others were stupid to have so little cybersecurity, to be subject to a spear phishing attack, which could happen to anyone, to have awful passwords that are password. It's laughable, except for the fact it's kind of like saying, well, I broke into their house and stole all their stuff because it was their fault because they left the door unlocked. It doesn't change the fact that it's theft, that it's breaking and entering. It's still a crime. It's still wrong. Yes, the DNC did a terrible job here. That's not up for debate. It was stupid of them. But you know what? I'm willing to bet the RNC wasn't a whole lot better, and I'm willing to bet the Russians have their emails too. I bet my bottom dollar they have them and are holding them as insurance for when the Republicans upset Moscow, and then they'll expose them. Who knows? Maybe even via WikiLeaks. Julian is, is just covering his tracks to avoid more jail time, but this is just taunting. It's silly. You know, you got Trump saying stuff about the intel community, and obviously the media yeah. is loving this because the more they can drive a wedge between Trump and the intel community, the more also down the line they can say, see, he's, you know, from day one, he wasn't listening to them. And any blunder he makes on foreign policy will be rightly or wrongly right. attributable to the fact that he had a bad relationship with the intel community. So, I mean, I, th I think that's uh, the, the narrative, at least the political narrative there is obvious enough. But what troubles me is this notion that, yeah, you can have a leaked assessment from, uh, you know, a leaked assessment that's still classified to The New York Times or something. I, I can and I was willing to at the time. I was like, look, we, we, we don't know. Let's wait until we actually have an official statement from them. You know, you can't run national discussions based off of selective leaks to left leaning papers that hate Donald Trump. That's fair. But the intel community has really said now, no, no, it, it really was Russia. And I'm hearing people say, well, Buck, why would you trust the intel community? I'm looking at them I'm like, uh, is that where we are now? Uh, this is a little well, disconcerting. Well, 
And this is also the product of Russian propaganda. This is thanks to Snowden. Okay, let's make this very clear. Who's been living in Moscow since June of 2013? And his propaganda offensive with 1.5 million stolen classified U.S. government documents has to create doubt worldwide, but especially among Americans, about the intelligence community, presenting them as criminals they can't possibly be trusted. And this is awfully useful for Donald Trump right now to say, gosh, these people all lie. You and I, Buck, we know the intelligence community. We've been in it. We know there are goofballs. There are morons. There are fools. But by and large, they are upstanding, law-abiding American citizens who like the cops, protect Americans while they sleep, and don't expect a lot of thanks for it except for a paycheck. And the reality is the entire IC is unified behind the belief that this hacking was done by the Russians, and the Russians passed it to WikiLeaks. Therefore, WikiLeaks is a Russian intelligence front operation. Okay, This is not really debatable. We can still debate exactly what effect politically Putin and company wanted in, in America. Was it definitely Trump being elected? Was it simply chaos? Was it just a vendetta against Hillary Clinton or some combination? That I'm willing to have that debate. There is yeah, I mean, there, there is some information, isn't that. there, John, that, that this was that this, the spear phishing that worked here against Podesta was part of a much larger, uh, much larger Absolutely. effort to just sort of see, just hoover up all the information they could. They were hoovering up pretty much every U.S. government entity they could find, including the Pentagon, the White House, over 1,500 attacks in 2015 alone. This was a massive Russian intelligence operation, which, again, they knew that we knew it was them. They could have been subtle about this. They just didn't care. They didn't feel. I mean, they're basically leaving like little emoji furry Russian bears with hammers and sickles on their chests behind. I mean, this alphabet stuff behind. They're not even being subtle. They they want us to know. Look, their good hackers are really good. They're as good as ours, and they can cover their tracks. They didn't bother to, which says a lot about their assessment of both Barack Obama and Donald Trump, frankly. And the American public needs to demand a little more honesty from our incoming president. Uh, I understand he doesn't want to do that, but the lying about this, he's put himself into a corner now, and it's hard to see how he gets out of it. Is it a fair criticism in your mind to point out that the Chinese OPM hack, Josh Ernest had to talk about this. Uh, actually, do we have time to play that, sir? Um, oh, well, no, it's all right. The, the yeah. Chinese OPM hack happened, and right. we, we were told, like, ah, oh, you know, stuff happens. And then the Podesta email hack happens, and it's like DEFCON 1, and we're all going to die. Right. Well, I, I think that's a fair criticism. The Obama administration has overseen the greatest collapse of counterintelligence and security in American history. The only thing that remotely comes close was the very beginning of the Cold War when the Soviets stole the atom bomb from us thanks to the Rosenbergs. That's the only real parallel, and I think this is arguably even worse in terms of the amount of data, that sensitive and classified data the U.S. government has lost since 2009. But let me be very clear. Obviously, it is a different thing when you expressly go after a political party to interfere in our election. I was begging the Obama administration years ago to get serious about Russian and Chinese espionage and propaganda against us. They came into this very late, so late to the point it's not really going to have any impact, but it is a different thing when you're trying to influence our election versus stealing the background information of 22 million Americans, of whom I was one, and I bet you were too, Buck. So, oh, uh, yeah. You got that fun, you, you got that fun letter in the mail being like, hey, the Chinese I know sure everything. <laughs> sorry, sorry yeah. foreigners know everything about you. Uh, here's some free credit monitoring for three months. Right. Uh, you know, it, it really inspires a great deal of confidence in the government. I, I, I can't tell you. You know, it, it's a fair criticism, but at some point we all just need to move on and start taking, taking this seriously. And obviously, 
you know, I've been sharply critical of Obama for years on counterintelligence and security, and it looks like Obama, uh, you know, may not be the worst. Trump doesn't seem to want to do anything about the Russians, and I hope I'm wrong about that. I hope. What do you think Trump says, John? Back. I just want to ask you this before we before yeah. we we're running into a hard break in about thirty seconds. Uh, what do you think Trump does once he gets this briefing on the? Is he just going to say the intel community is still full of it? Well, if he does that, he's going to have serious problems with his incoming defense secretary, uh, Jim Mattis, who knows the truth, uh, and you're going to have a bureaucratic war in your hands, and it's going to get real ugly real fast. So I'm hoping the president-elect comes to his senses once the facts are explained to him. And they are facts. They're not opinions. John Schindler is the national security columnist for the New York Observer. Read his latest at Observer.com. Also follow him on Twitter, at 20Committee. John, great to have you, sir. Thanks for making the time. Same to you. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 